Well, hello everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, I'm in Brisbane, Australia for an event on Saturday called The Presence of God. And we're going to talk about and dive into this whole idea of God being present with us. Now, some people have written to me uh, from all sorts of places and asked is this something that will be online in time or be done in other places? And the answer is yes to both. Uh, you don't need to worry. You won't miss out no matter where you are. This will be recorded and something that you will be able to participate in in time. Well, we are in this series right now called Knowing Jesus. And that really is what these events are about, about knowing Jesus more deeply in our life. I want to go to Luke's Gospel, chapter, chapter 5 today, and I want to read to you a few verses about Jesus cleansing a leper. Now, when Jesus did miracles, all the people had a certain response. But Jesus did something that was consistent. I'm going to make a very small point today, but it's a very powerful point. And I pray that you would pick it up and that it would bless you today in your prayer and in your walk with God. Let's go to Luke chapter 5, verse 12, and it says this. Once when he was in one of the cities, there was a man covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he bowed his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Then Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him and said, I do choose, be made clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he ordered him to tell no one. Go, he said, and show yourself to the priest. And as Moses commanded, make an offering for your cleansing for a testimony to them. But now more than ever, the word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds would gather to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. But he would withdraw to deserted places and pray. Now, it's a fantastic passage of scripture. Imagine someone having such a magnificent miracle occurring that a skin disease of some form, because leprosy was often referred to a whole range of skin diseases, that you have a skin disease of some sort and then all of a sudden it's gone. The, the, the effect of leprosy was, was devastating to people and was very evident. Imagine if all of a sudden it was gone and you looked completely healthy. And Jesus is saying, don't go tell anybody. Well, you wouldn't have to tell anybody because people would see. People would see. And so his reputation begins to grow. And as it says right here, that but now more than ever, the word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds gathered to hear him and be cured of their diseases. And so the people came because they heard of this person speaking with authority. And they heard of this person who was healing. And what was Jesus's response? What was Jesus's response? Have a look at this in verse 16. But he would withdraw to a deserted places and pray. But he would withdraw to deserted places and pray. One of the things that we see in the scriptures consistently is that no matter what Jesus was going through, he would withdraw to a place of prayer that his prayer was the source of the power for which he did the things that he did, his connectedness to God. And in our everyday life, we, in our modern busy world, we too need to be connected to God. Now here's, here's a thought. 
Do you think this Saturday, when I gather with a group of people to share with them on the presence of God, what do you think is more important, my study, my preparation, or my prayer? For a long time, I used to think it was the preparation. I used to think it was the study. And then what I realized over time is that I could give a talk with a whole pile of information in it, but it would be powerless. I wouldn't see people changed. I wouldn't see people healed because it was good information. It might even be correct information, but it lacked a power because we're not because we're called not to live the Christian life where it's all about what we have within our own faculties, but it is the power of God working in our lives. Now, is study and preparation important? Of course they are. But there's another element so often that we miss. And in our everyday life, we too are called to make sure that prayer is the source of our power and our decisions in our life. You know, so if you're someone and you're thinking about marry, asking someone to marry you, do you just think about it and you go, well, I'm feeling all excited and emotional and she's wonderful, he's wonderful, I think I'll ask them. Or do you do it from a place of prayer? You're thinking of moving out of your home and into a retirement facility of some sort place. Do you do that because you think, well, I'm not coping as well as I used to cope and that's the logical thing to do? Or do you do it from a source of prayer? You're thinking about how you raise your children. You're in the, you're in the, you, you've got young children all around you. And you're, and you're busy because you're working in your job, you're raising your kids, you're, you're doing all the things you've got to do. What's the source of your power? You can go read a thousand books on parenting, but prayer is what will make you a great parent because you're reliant on another power, not just the information, but rather the power of God within you. You're in, a bit, you're in business and you're about to negotiate some business deals that are important for your business. And God's gifted you and God's placed you and God's designed you to be in business and to be in that place. Is it just your preparation and knowledge of the deal that's important? Or is it prayer that makes you different? Prayer that gives you an advantage. Prayer that gives you insight. It's prayer that does those things. Here's Jesus, the son of the living God. God himself, as a member of the Trinity, what's he do? He goes out, performs the miracles he does, preaches in the way he does. And then what does it say? He goes off to quiet places, deserted places. And what does he do? He prays. Prayer is meant to be an everyday component of our life. Not just a wishful prayer of, oh, God bless me, but rather a time alone with God in a deserted, in a quiet place. I'd encourage you today, take up prayer. It will transform your life. I remember a Catholic priest once saying to me, he said, Bruce, don't just go to Mass on Sunday. Don't just go to Mass every day. He said, make sure you also are having your 15, your 20 minutes, your half an hour prayer with God every day. Make sure every day you're having your time with God as well. Because it's a relationship and it's the source of our power to be whom God calls us to be. And we find that as, in, as sacramentally, we find that in the action of prayer every day. Loving Father, we thank you today that you love us. Allow us to encounter 
your power and your way in us today. Lord God, give us a heart for prayer. Lord, allow us to be like Jesus. When other people wanted sometimes to celebrate all the good things he was doing, what did he do? He wandered off to pray, to fill up, to be ready for the next thing ahead of him. Father, bless us and walk with us right now in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never, ever far from you.